If you're wondering why the Bathurst Regional Council is not working for you and our local community, then this interview will shed light on the problem. Hi there and welcome to the Muir Report. My name's Jeff Muir. This is the first interview I made with Peter Rogers. Peter is a well-known local identity with a big heart and a strong record of supporting local business, local community and the whole Bathurst region. He's now retired and among the many other things he does with his time, he promotes the Bathurst region to help us all develop and grow our local community. Please subscribe to this channel and forward to your friends and people who care about building and growing the Bathurst region. Here's the interview with Peter. Welcome to the first edition of the Muir Report. I'm here with Peter Rogers, long-standing resident of Bathurst and a very, very keen advocate of producing a vibrant and healthy business community, where a, place, a place where people can work and, and, uh, and enjoy themselves and where, when our tourists come to town, they've actually got something to see and do. So welcome, Peter. Thanks, and Jeff. Thanks for being, uh, for being my, first, uh, my first candidate for, for the interview. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to, I've been talking to you for a long time about um, empty shops and the state of the nation as far as business is concerned. Just head off with a couple of minutes on what you see as the, as the, uh, as the main issues here. Uh, Jeff, as you know, we've, we've got, we had 12 months ago, I did a count and we had around 65 empty shops, which was a concern. Even a couple of those shops were owned by me, which even made it a bigger concern. Yeah. Um, so I started to look at why they're empty and why our CBD wasn't firing. And I found that uh, I, I went obviously to the council and uh, they, they've got all the museums, which they believe bringing people to town. So I started looking at the numbers of people that come to those museums and I found out that they're all losing money. So obviously they weren't getting enough people. Mm -hmm. And so there was no promotion of them. Um, and I tried to then get the council to do some promotion, um, but that sort of wasn't uh, uh, happening very quickly. So I bought out my own uh, brochures to put in shops or signs, yeah. with, like the one there behind you. And I put those in all the empty shops where landlords would allow me to, um, which is really promoting the council stuff or what we have you know, here on offer. I mean, a lot of people don't know you can drive around Mount Panorama. Yeah, and we don't advertise it. Yeah, I've got a video on that one myself, and I, I found that it's absolutely stunning. Uh, before we go any further, can you just give us a very short um, story on how who Peter Rogers is and how long he's been in Bathurst? And and I heard you were a champion woodchopper at one stage, so I better throw the axe in there at one. Yeah, look, I, I, I came from Sydney in the late 60s. I went to a farm at Burrigan as a jackaroo, mm. and uh, obviously my main shopping town was Bathurst, and I just fell in love with it. And, uh, and I, I brought my wife up from Sydney, or my girlfriend at that stage, and we, we married, and then we moved into Bathurst. Um, because I come from then a rural background, I used to do a lot of uh, uh, fencing and stuff like that, and I was pretty proficient in the wood chopping and chainsawing, so that was obviously my sport. And uh, so I used to do that regularly, all year competitions and stuff like that. Uh, I had, because of the rural background, I tried to get into uh, stock and station work, but I couldn't get a start. And yeah, uh, yeah. so anyway, a job came up to work at Bathurst Holden as a car salesman. And my wife pushed me and uh, she said, you should go for that job. And I said, gee, I don't want to be a car salesman. <laughs> but anyhow, I went for the job. And I got it. Uh, there was a guy there called Bill Ryan 
a fantastic bloke. We actually became good friends. Mm -hmm. And the owner, who was a real well-known Bathurstian and a real philanthropist for the city, and um, I was there. I started in around 72, I think, or 73, and went through to about 1984, where I went into real estate. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the, the person I went in with was Max Keach. He retired, and I took over, and... Then I retired, or semi-retired, I suppose, about 10 years ago. Yeah, I reckon retirement for you is, 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 is not quite the word for it. Yeah, I suppose that's pretty right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're a little bit like me. That the thought of a retirement is not, look, put your feet up and play golf every day. I think that would be the, be the end of both of us. If not on the horizon. <laughs> not, not so back to the museums. Um, you've done some detailed analysis of the numbers, uh, as in the number of visitors, the, uh, the profitability or the loss-making enterprises that they are. And there's, uh, for memory, there's five of them that we're talking about that Correct. the Bath and City Council actually runs. Or, Correct. So can you just go through the yep. just a, a quick <coughs> overview of the of what, what the numbers are involved and what shocked you about it? Okay, well, 219, 220 here, because I haven't got the latest, obviously. Um, the Fossil Museum over the road from where we are doing the interview now lost 270,000. Yep. And when I look back on that, they seem to lose around about that 200, 250,000 every year. Uh, and, and so what I've done even on that score is I've brought some experts to town that run uh, profitable uh, dinosaur and fossil museums to see if they could help the council. So why did you do that? I mean, what, what, well, because what's I, the driver here? Well, I think if we can get our, our museums profitable, mm. that's not a drain on council. We can then use that money to promote the city further. Mm. That's my main, yeah. you know. So at the end of the day, this is an altruistic move like Peter Rogers. It's not like you don't have a, a rows of empty empty houses or streets and things like that. It's not. It's just something you're concerned about that you say, well, someone's got to do something. Jeff, we have a two-tier economy type thing in Bathurst. We've got that many people wanting to move here and they're, they're buying residential land. We can't get enough of it. Mm. But yet our CBD is dying. Yeah. That is our problem. And, and, and the CBD is dying in a lot of other cities as well. But there are things we can do to fix it. Yeah, we can, yeah. And yeah. we're not that far from Sydney that we get a lot of tourists here. Fantastic. Yeah. You know? And so... The muse the fossil museum loses two seventy. What else is happening? Like we've got the Ben Chifley House. Well, Ben Chifley House loses around about a hundred thousand a year. The art gallery loses close on a million a year. The even the motor museum, which I was shocked, loses around fifty thousand a year. Now, <clears throat> if you go up to the motor museum, there's no signage anywhere. You know, we we, we as a, a society or the council that own the mount. They have a big dog food um, advertisement. It's huge right across the track out the front of the Fossil Museum, uh, out the front of the Motor Museum. The Motor Museum's got one sign that's about a metre by 500. Mm. You know? Then you drive around Mount Panorama, there's not one sign. Actually, I'll correct you on that. I was up here the other day looking yep. for signs because you exactly. sent me on a mission. Yep. And if you go backwards, drive backwards down the main street, which you know you can, it's yes. a public road. Yes. Um, there is a big sign. Motor that Museum. Motor Museum. That gets covered when the races are on. Oh, does it? They sell that. Oh, they sell so, that. So, yes, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But it's only there if you yeah. go around the wrong way. You go around the track the wrong way. Yeah, and they do sell it. So, <laughs> it's not... When we have all those visitors to town, yeah. that's covered. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, so, you're not, you're not, okay, so but there's not one other sign, even as you know, on the pits. Yeah, 
there's a Bathurst sign on the bridge there on where the parking lot is, but on the pits where we get, like I live up that way, yeah. you drive past all day, three or four people taking photos of their car under the pits and all yeah. that, and not one word of Bathurst. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, criti the local critics I've heard from, uh, they say, well, everybody knows where Bathurst is. Correct. Well, clearly, if you know, if you live here, then, yeah, everyone does. That's correct. If you've never moved out. But I, I go to Sydney and I saw from Bathurst and they go, oh, yeah, yeah. And unless they're, unless they're a male or they're into motor, motor racing, then they don't, they don't know. know. They don't know. And, and, like, even in the last two races we've had here, which what it, it, we only had about um, twenty or 30,000 people, but it was, you know, broadcast all over the world. Mm. Like, we're trying to go to the world and we haven't got Bathurst there. Yeah. You know, that, that's just ridiculous. It's Yeah, it's a shock to marketers and people who've had to survive on the ability to sell all their lives that this is such a blindingly obvious thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, loss mating enterprise, so we've got 270, uh, 100,000, a yep. million at the art gallery, 50,000 at the Bowling Museum, and then, of course, the um, Tourist Centre. Tourist Centre loses about 900,000 a year. About 900,000. Yeah. Okay. And... What do you, so that's a lot of money. It adds up to nearly two million, doesn't it? Yeah, I think all up, I think I worked it out nearly 2.4 to everything. Okay. Yeah. So a 2.4 loss, so that's out of our pockets as ratepayers or as Bethesda Regional Council, yeah? Correct. And what should be done? Well, the, the, the problem we've got is I believe they can all be profitable. They think, oh, the Railway Museum is the only one. Yeah. yeah. The, they're all great museums. There's no, there's no. I'm not arguing that the museums aren't fantastic. Yeah. They're terrific. You shouldn't tear them down or anything. No, like no, that. no. I think if you just do a bit of promotion, yeah, they'll pay for themselves. Yeah. Like it's all there. We it's, don't have to do much. It seems really self-evident. It, it is. Yeah. Like my simple um, thinking is this: get someone to turn these into a less loss-making enterprise. Yes. We're carrying the loss of two million dollars or two point four already. Yep. That's right. If we make another 400,000, reduce the loss by 400,000, we could pour that money into promoting Bathurst across the board, not just the museum. No, not just, yes. And we'd end up making a much smaller loss. Exactly. To the point where we get to make a profit. Yes. How's, how, um, how entrepreneurial. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it, it, look, it's, it's mind-numbing that, that you and I would have to sit here and, and even think yeah. about that sort of yeah. stuff. So what are the arguments against this? Like, or are there any? Or what's... No, there's, there's no argument against any of it. It's just I haven't been able to get traction yeah. on the powers to, be the, the, to push those, you know. Like, and as you raise a great question. It's not only the museums. I mean, our, our city is fantastic. You know, we've got that Abercrombie house that's owned by the Morgan family, and, and he's Mr Tourism, but he's left out there on his own. You know, uh, and and why couldn't we advertise that on Mount Panorama? Yeah, which is one of the one buildings on this. Yeah, yeah on, on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we have that, like a photo of that at Mount Panorama? Yeah. I, I bought out a few ads, you know, like uh, Sydney might have the Opera House, but we've got Abercrombie House, you know, <laughs> things like that, you know. Tell us about Dennis. Dennis, right on. So the Dennis, um, the Dennis, it's almost worthy of a separate, um, separate magazine article because Dennis is, 
is all but just a quick overview on Denison. I think we could drill right into Denison where we could take Denison in the future. One of the problems we've got with our fossil museum is it's in one of the probably most iconic buildings. Oh, who is Dennis for a start? I, I will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of the most iconic buildings where the fossil museum's house is the old schoolhouse in Howick Street. However, they put a couple of flags out the front and nothing else. So when I've had these experts here, they've said, look, what we should do is have a big dinosaur out the front of the building so people know it's a dinosaur museum oh. and would attract attention. It seems a bit of a no-brainer. So <laughs> slightly. Uh, 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 the guy that I brought up, the expert I brought up, had some dinosaurs and a, another friend of mine who's a benefactor of the Fossil Museum purchased these dinosaurs um, for advertising. Now, the council have to go, like all bureaucratic uh, things, I had to fill out a form and then they had to wait for time to come and have a look. So I had these dinosaurs stored. So while I'm storing them, which took a while to for them to come and get. say a while? Like you mean a week or? A couple of months. A couple of months. A couple of okay. months. Yeah. I've got these dinosaurs I want to give you to help you with the promotion of the Dinosaur yes. Museum. Yes. And it's going to take two months. Yeah. And they're only about this tall and yes, that's about that wide. Yes. It's not like they're like the size of a dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus rex. No, you can carry them around. You, you can know. carry them around. So I got to about Christmas and they were still sitting there. And I thought, gee, what I might do is I might take one for a drive to Mount Panorama. <laughs> so I put a Father Christmas hat on him and yeah. up to the mount I went. And uh, I did a story in the paper where Dennis, and I called him Dennis, the dinosaur, so we could promote dinosaurs and, and, and have Bathurst promoted. And I took him up the mount, I took some photos, and I said, well, while Dennis is waiting to be inducted into the Fossil Museum, he's gone for a bit of a trip. He's got to Mount Panorama, but there's no signs on how to get anywhere else <laughs> or how to get back to the Fossil Museum. So that kicked off a bit of a, a, a story and uh, a lot of people got involved then. Mm. And some of the things we could do with this, Dennis, is unbelievable, you know. And, and like, obviously, like everyone, I have another job, even though I'm semi-retired, so I can't just do the one thing. But the the... No one's picked up, apart from myself and a few other local business people, no one's picked up on how to use Dennis really, really well. But mm. he's registered. I've had him out to the NRMA. So you managed to get the council to take him as a gift eventually? Eventually Dennis went. Yeah. Um, but I purchased another one. Yeah. I purchased Dennis' brother and I've been using him for advertising, okay. as can be seen on my oh, sites. That's Dennis there. So, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Um, and where's Dennis now? The one that you've got, the dinosaurs, it was two, weren't they? That you three, got, actually. Three. Uh, I'm not real sure, actually, Jeff. They were up on the lot, on the uh, on the mail, uh, the um, post office building, which is next door to the, um, which is next door to the Fossil Museum, but they removed those recently for the uh, festival, Winter Festival, mm. and I, I don't know, I haven't had a chance to chase that yeah, up. Okay. Mm. So we'll follow them a little bit further. So yeah. we've got... Um, Loss-making enterprises around the museums, which yes. are fundamentally tourist-oriented and local-oriented activities for people yep. to do when they're here. Yeah. Um, and the previous mayor, um, you went to see the general manager with, with Bobby Burke. Correct. What happened? Uh, pretty well much. Like I went on a... Well, okay, at that meeting... The, the, and that was fantastic. Bobby Burke, the mayor then, and um, I must say Dave Shirley, they organised a whole lot of directors and that for us to talk to. Mm -hmm. I spoke to them. I spoke to the lack of advertising and 
where people can't find our fossil museum. There's also no really good signs down at the visitor centre. The whole gambit. So he asked if I, if, if they, the council would organise a bus so that I could take all the directors out and point out these things. Mm. However, that never eventuated. So what I had to do was take out the directors and the councillors one by one because we've got COVID, so they only put one in a unit at a time. So that did take me a few months, I've got to tell you, to get everyone out by the time I turned up. But at the end of all those, I said to each one of them, what do we do now? You know, yeah, here's now? the information, here's the thing, what do we do now? And no one seems to know. No well, one knows. No one knows. Yeah? Yeah. That was, that was what I got to. Um, and during that period of time, I'd spoken, I'd been around talking to businesses who were all struggling. You know, not only did we have the empty shops, but a lot of the people are struggling. They're losing money and they're on either half rent or, you know, no rent. Mm. And there's businesses that were going to close down, which we're seeing now. And some of the landlords are supporting those businesses because they'd rather see someone in there paying nothing than having it empty, you yeah. know. So that was the issue. So I then bought out some brochures that people could hand out to tourists because there's nothing, uh, unless they go to the visitor centre. Yeah, I'll just add something here. You funded all, you funded these. How many of these did you print? Uh, I, I printed over 150 of those. 150 of those, yeah. yeah. And then you printed 25,000? 25,000 brochures. Yeah. Yeah. Out of your own pocket. Out of my own pocket, yeah. 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 And clearly those brochures and these things have had it caused some... Some oh. action and people have seen them and yep. people it's increased yep. um, engagement in the community. Yep. Um, have you had any tangible results or any feedback from what's actually happening? Well, it's it's interesting enough, and I mean, I it's hard to put my finger right on it. But the fossil museum then in the last twelve months has had a two hundred percent increase. So the the motor museums had a fifty percent, the railway museum fifty. Everyone else was around that 50% increase, except for the Fossil Museum, went up 200%. So I'm putting that down on my advertising. <laughs> and why not? Whether they like it or not. Well, who else is going to claim it? Yeah, who well, else? What else did they do? And they've done yeah. nothing else. So, I mean, COVID came off. Exactly. Yeah, and so the difference between 200 and, and a 50%, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a big, yeah. big result. And uh, I understand you went to see the councillor, went to see, we've got a new mayor. Yes. Uh, you went to see the council again. Yes. Nine months after the first meeting. That's correct. And what was the purpose of that meeting? Uh, because we've got a new mayor and he knew that, because he used to be the deputy mayor, he knew what I was talking about or trying to get across and he's trying to see where we got up to. So he organised the meeting with uh, David Shirley and myself again for that meeting. And what's happened in the meantime? Uh at that meeting, they were both sort of intimating, there was only about a, a month off to the new council elections, and mm. they were both sort of saying, look, not much is going to happen now for a month because mm. the elections are coming, and let's see what happens and then we'll get you back in. Yeah. But then, of course, a few days later, the government have now made it a three-month window. Mm. So the elections are not till December, so I'm trying to now see what we yeah. can get. But what I'm getting at is what's happened between the first meeting with uh, with the mayor. Oh yes, and the sec uh, and and the, the general manager and the second meeting. A period of nine months. Nothing. Nothing. No. Ducky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I know you'd like to say <laughs> off camera, you'd like to say a lot about that, but um, at the end of the day, um, how do you live with that? 
I've got, <laughs> I've got a good constitution. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, people, I've got real good friends that have said, Pete, don't take all this seriously because otherwise you'll end up, you know, yeah. in Bloomfield. And I haven't, but I mean, I'm concerned mm. and I've got a lot of energy in pushing that way, but I'm I'm just taking the flack and letting it roll off me. Yeah. And I'll just keep at it. I'm not going away. Yeah, well, that, yeah, well congratulations. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the, the name of the game. Yeah. To, and the way you do that is very personable. Yeah. You don't upset too many people unless no. they've got some really stupid ideas. ideas yeah. And you'll tell them face to face mostly, yeah. rather than a keyboard warrior. Yeah. I know you don't do too much of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, anything you'd like to wrap this up with in terms of um, your, your core message to what people can do to support you in your cause to increase the the popularity of our museums and the, the visitor experience um, and thereby improve the retail aspect and the, and the business aspect of, business, of, of Bathurst? Jeff, there is. I mean, we're against heritage in a way because heritage have been uh, so strong at the council that seems to be the only thing council pay attention to. That's a very strong statement we're against heritage. Um, so you mean tear buildings down? I mean, so if you say you're against heritage, like you're against climate change, you'll end up with a few um, a few radicals heading you away. What what is against heritage? What does that disqualify that for? Yeah, for sure. Heritage. We've got a science policy that's been, I would think, has been orchestrated by a strong heritage group mm. that have had the input. And I'd say not many businesses have have had much input. The only thing small business rely on is one parking and their signage because they're up against not only COVID, they're up against high rates for the area or rents. They're also up against, you know, the internet and all that type of thing. And they're not considered in any of that thing. Now, for instance, we pay a huge um, uh, rents that come back to paying because of our costs of rates that we pay. Now, uh, there's so many stories of where someone might put up a sandwich board at the front of their shop to try and help make some money, make the rangers hit them within about an hour or two. Uh, I think, as I, and I tell the council this, I think they've got cameras in council where they're viewing signs, they hate signs, <laughs> and being there on them, now they either pay a $200 a year fee for that uh, licence, or they've got to get them off the street, you know, things like that. Now, when, when you apply, uh, like we had a recent, uh, matter where a small business was changing its name they're using an international brand which i'm not allowed to say and we had a trouble with their color like this brand of, of this sign is all over the world yet in bathurst we had trouble with their color yeah. that's the type that's of thing that i'm saying yeah. and it's a heritage thing we have a heritage advisor when you put in a da or a signage da in the cbd we get a heritage advisor not an economic advisor, not a business advisor, but a heritage advisor. Mm. And they come down and say that we don't like the colour of the sign, we don't like the size of the sign, because they don't like signs in a heritage CBD. Mm. So that's what I'm getting at. And it seems like the CBD is not just the CBD, it's sort of like it stretches out to Eglinton and, and well, Raglan. It, and it, it does, it stretches out and yet... To the villages. And yet the multinationals can come to town and I don't want to pick on them because we need multinationals. Mm. If you drive up the highway or you drive from out of the highway, I mean, the old Harvey Norman building now is just painted in bright red for yeah. Total Tools. 
And that is so fantastic to see them come to town. Yeah. It's brilliant. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. But, mate, why don't they look after the CBD small business as well? Yeah. Well, let's leave it there. And I think we'll come back to the signage issue in another another, uh, another yep. story. So thanks, thanks for your time. Appreciate Thank you, it. Jeff. Thank it's you. really good. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Muir Report. Please remember to subscribe and forward to friends and colleagues who may be interested in what Peter Rogers has had to say. Thank you.